Welcome to Tapping Into Spirit, where we discuss and explore issues related to spirituality in a manner that questions everything. We start from a premise that everything comes from somewhere and work to understand the unexplainable. We always endeavor to have a great time discussing a serious topic with the hopes of offering inspiring thoughts and ideas that allow for growth, evolution, and transformation. We always begin by inviting Spirit to join us in this conversation and guide our words and intentions so that we express things in a manner that is true and inspirational. And we are always thankful and extremely grateful for the opportunity to serve. Greetings and welcome to season two of Tapping in the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Anthony Smith, and we're welcoming you back for another wonderful season of exploring issues related to spirit and how spirit manifests and thrives in our, in our lives. Today I have a special treat. We're going to be joined by my son, Bukhari Smith. And we're going to talk about issues related to spirit connected with the Toltec tradition. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz has a best-selling book, The Four Agreements, and several other books as well. But The Four Agreements kicked it off. And then he went to Mastery of Love and uh, the Fifth Agreement, and a number of other books that he's written talking about the Toltec tradition's approach to spirituality. And I first became acquainted with this book in, I believe it was 1999, 2000, somewhere up in there. The book initially came out and found it to be quite fascinating book. Um, I really took to the principles in the book and it was just very simple and plain, a very simple way to live life and uh, understand and tap into spirit. Uh, subsequently read several other books, Master of Love had recommended that to a number of couples uh, to understand this concept that we call love and, and how we come to be groomed to appreciate and understand love. And have been recommending these books, I probably, I probably am responsible for, I would say on a low estimate, at least 500 of his books being sold. Maybe it's closer to a thousand over the past 20 years, because uh, I've recommended it a lot. Um, but it was interesting to me that I started reading his works when my son was probably two or three years old and at some point recommended to him. And, you know, took a couple of years and finally I said, here, here's the audio book, listen to it on his drive to Charlotte. And I didn't know if he would, but he ended up listening to it. And once he got to Charlotte was, called me up and was just amazed at what he had heard and the concepts that he had uh, entertained. And, Thus began his journey, and he'll tell you a little bit about that. Uh, but it comes full circle because as we were talking about, him and I have these concepts about spirituality and uh, 
the meanings of spirit in life. It dawned on me that it would be a good thing to have a generational conversation about spirit and also get a perspective from the younger millennial generation. Are you a millennial or generation Xer? Yeah, I'm a millennial. Millennial. Uh, okay, technically I'm Gen Z, but I'm a millennial. Gen Z. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, welcome to Tapping in the Spirit, Bakari. How are you doing today? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I really can't complain. Um, life is good. Life is good. Yeah. yeah today happens to be election day so a lot of people are running around being stressed out about what's going to happen um mm -hmm. i've chosen to just ignore it because yeah. no matter what i think it's gonna do what it does so no sense in stressing myself out i'll just wake up in the morning and um deal with it then mm -hmm. um but anyway yeah. let's just jump into what do you think what are your thoughts about it I'm actually in DC right now, um, starting my second rotation of my graduate program, um, our residency. Uh, and it was pretty calm on the on the drive home. Um, there weren't a lot of people out. Uh, I saw about five protesters, um, but the city seemed pretty calm, which is a good sign. Um, but you know, as the voting comes in and things speed up, the dynamic might change a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. I'll give you a lot of updates. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. So let's jump into this topic here. Um, talk a little bit about your initial reaction to reading the four agreements and what subsequently happened for you as you began to delve more into um, understanding uh, the philosophy presented by Don Miguel Ruiz and um, just some of his other works that you've been able to get into. Yeah, so actually my first book that I ever read from him was uh, The Master of Love. And that was the book that you recommended me oh, okay. um, on my trip down to Charlotte. And that book was inspirational um, to me in a number of ways, right? One, I think the most important thing was that um, it really highlighted the, the pieces that were missing um, from the way I loved and I was able to love people. Um, and when I say that, I mean that I was loving in an unconditional type of way not consciously, but subconsciously. Um, and then after reading that book, I was able to really understand that true love, real love is unconditional. And that is, that is, that's, that's that, like true love, real love is unconditional. And, you know, some people, uh, a lot of times when I ask, when I meet people, I ask them, do you believe in unconditional love? Because I like to, I like to really, you know, um, get at people's mind and, and peek their brain about, you know, how they conceive love and, and how they 
you know, what does this concept mean to them? How they conceptualize love. So you said that initially you were loving unconditionally. Did you mean you were initially loving conditionally? Yes, yes. Initially I was loving conditionally, yeah. Okay. And so what did you come to understand unconditional love to be? Um, really just loving fully. And when I say that, I mean that I'm not, I'm okay. So a lot of people say, you know, okay, you, we can bring up the example of, you know, I have a dad, my dad beats me. How am I supposed to love him unconditionally? You know, and that is, you know what, you know, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give an example that is relevant to my life. And okay, so I've been in relationships before that have became um, gradually toxic. And um, at the end of the day, I think we're both using love as a mechanism to control one another. Mm -hmm. um, and we did this by saying, okay, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, then I'll love you. Mm -hmm. And in order to keep my love, you have to keep doing X, Y, and Z. And so that type of if-then relationship creates this power dynamic inherently. Like there's nothing you can do about it. If you set those parameters, if you establish those type of relationships and correlations, then at some point they're gonna crumble. You know why? Because people are people and people are gonna people. You can't, everybody has their own story. That is, that's, that's a fundamental concept of Toltec knowledge. And Toltec wisdom is that everybody is an artist of their story. Mm -hmm. And um, that being said, you know, you can't, that goes back to Don Miguel's four agreements. Can't take things personally. Why can't you take things personally? Because everybody has their own story. Everybody's sensitivities are different. Everybody's feelings are different. Um, you know, I tell people all the time, the most underestim underestimated thing, um, I believe on a day-to-day -day basis is people's differences people's differences. And people think that, you know, the world operates the way they operate, or people are supposed to feel things the way they feel things, or people aren't supposed to be as sensitive because of this or that. At the end of the day, there's nothing we can ever, we can't say anything that can convey how we're feeling. So, you know, that's, that, that's another part of Don Miguel's uh, basic fundamental knowledge is that um, language, it is it, it, an automatic distortion of rea reality because words cannot capture what we feel. And thus we can't communicate, we can't truly communicate how we feel to one another. We only can try to, you know, we only can try to think about it and conceptualize it. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it tries to approximate what that feeling is, but doesn't really get into, but doesn't really, really tap into the full essence of, of that feeling. Right, mm -hmm. right, for sure, mm. for sure. Okay, yeah. so when you think about the concept of love, um, for you, how do you approximate what it might be? 
when I think about true love, pure love is unconditional. And, um, you know, I look at the love my parents have given me over the years. Um, you know, I look at a lot of the relationships that I've built that, you know, I can say, I can say, you know, if this person does X, Y, and Z, I'm, just, I'm still gonna love them because at the end of the day, you know, okay, so so this is this is a, a big point here. This is what I was getting at earlier, is that, you know, even if that person does X, Y, and Z, at the end of the day, if you choose not to love them, then was it really real in the first place? And then, mm-hmm. so another component is that unconditional, so how can I put this? In order to in order to let people you know be and, and and maintain your sense of happiness, you have to focus on your light. And by doing that, by you know understanding that people are gonna do what they want. And there's nothing, you know, really, it's no, it's no need to get mad over it. It's no need to get mad because getting mad over it doesn't really do anything. But in that same grain, you can change the type of relationship that you have with that person. So, for example, I like to, I like to say, you know, I won't stop loving you, but, you know, the love for you, I still love you. But the love, that type of dynamic will change. So in that relationship, the, the example I gave before about the toxic relationship, I don't have to keep being in that toxic relationship because that's not good for my mental health. I feel like that always, you know, has to be prioritized. Your mental health, your light, you know, being able to shine your light at the fullest. And so that being said, one of Don Miguel's principles is that you don't have to reciprocate, reciprocate that negativity. You can walk away you can walk away, you can always walk away. And then you don't have to stop loving that person, but the dynamics can change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The dynamics can change. Right. So when we think about that, when I think about it, one one of the things that I say to people often is that we can choose to share love with each other. Like, Mm -hmm. I, so, well, first of all, we have to start with self-love. Okay. Mm-hmm. If we don't love ourselves, then we really can't love another person. So if I do the work to fully, fully and truly love myself, and then I'm now ready to share love with somebody else, I can come to them and, hey, I got some love I want to share. And they say, okay, well, I got some love I want to share with you. Okay, let's share our love together. And then once we decide we may not want to share love with each other anymore, then we can choose to not. But I don't wait for your, I don't need your love. It's nice, it's cool, but I don't need it to live because I got my own love. I've created my own sense of love and uh, I'm not relying on you to fulfill me in that way. And I think that speaks to your earlier point of the the toxicity that happens in relationships because people expect for others to fulfill them. You have to love me 
and make me, I need your love. I need you to make me happy as opposed to I'm responsible for my own happiness. Um, and so going off that point, make a great point because Don McGill always said, and this is something that has always stuck with me from the moment I've, I've heard it, I heard it, I, I have not forgot it. So he says, it's not the love that you're able to receive from others that makes you happy. It's the love that you're able to give to others that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. It's the love that you're able to give to others. And so looking at it from that standpoint, and knowing that you have a certain level of self-love already, you don't need other people's love to make you feel happy. They, you already feel that way. Your self-love is, is enough, mm-hmm. is enough. And then your ability to love other people only enhances that love. And then once you start letting love and happiness guide you, guide your life, guide your thoughts, guide your every every move, every action, every intention, then life, life your lens of life just becomes different. It just becomes different mm-hmm. and and then going off that going off that um so the most well i won't say the most the most yeah i will say the most actually so the most impactful book i read during quarantine and probably since i've read um the master of love for me personally is the voice of knowledge by don mcgill and in this book in this book he really t- he really breaks down how um, a lot of our thoughts, well, really all of our thoughts are lies. And it sounds really simple and it sounds really, I guess, extravagant, you know, when, when said like that, when, when you don't have the background and how he breaks it down, but essentially that's what it is. And, the only thing that's true is what we experience and what we feel. And, you know, every every emotion that you ever have is valid, but every emotion that you ever have is telling you something. And so if you're mad and you're angry all the time, maybe, maybe you just take a little hint, <laughs> you know? And, 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 and then, but the work to, you know, undo that and, and and change your lens to happiness and and choosing to be happy day in and day out every second of your life like that is the ultimate for me that is the ultimate spiritual belief like for me for me that's the ultimate spiritual practice not belief but practice because being able to choose happiness every day of your life like what what more can you have what more can you ask than that i mean I'm I'm good. <laughs> if I'm happy 24-7, mm-hmm. I'm good. And that's all I need. And you know, because no matter what happens, like for example, my car got towed just yesterday and I had to t- I had to pay $175 my first day of work here. <laughs> you know, was I mad? Uh, a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. But guess what? For a brief second, and I let that energy flow through me. I was like, man, that's a good, you know, you know, actually the first thing I said was, man, life is a movie. Like life is gonna, life is gonna. Like it's my first day. Of course, like you know, life is. This is a movie. Like yeah. you can't, you can't be mad at it. Like it, it, life is gonna happen. So you, you dealt the cards that you dealt. Why not just play them? Why not? I mean, at this point, you, you got them. Why not just play them? Right. That's what we can do. We're given a limited amount of time. We really are. We really, we really are. If twenty twenty, 
has showed us nothing else. It's shown, it's shown us that we have a limited amount of time. And, you know, I'm going to choose my time that, you know, to, I'm going to choose it being happy. I'm going to choose to be happy during this time. So. Hmm. so there's a couple of things you hit on there that I think are very, very important. One, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you have chosen to live your life that way. But going back to thoughts are lies, right? Mm, um, yeah. And that whole concept. Mm. Um, how does how does thoughts being lies? How do you think that impacts ultimately choosing to live life from a happy place? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you circled back to that. Um, man, it, it's such a it's such a really simple concept, but such com it's so complex because of our program because of our programming, because we've gone through so much in our lives. As soon as we learn language, um, we start filling our mind with so many different concepts that were taught by, you know, the people who are around us, whether that's your parents, whether that's your siblings, they learned it from somewhere, they learned it from somewhere, and the, and the chain goes on and on and on for <laughs> generations, right? right? And so that being said, how do you know if the way you love is really love? How you is quote unquote love? What is love? Like, and then what is what is? How do you know what you think is bad is really bad? How you know what you, you know? And then you start thinking, and then you start thinking about your programming, and then you start thinking about when you're in third grade and your teacher says you have to be like you have to do X, Y, and Z to be like X, Y, and Z. Whether that's a president, whether that's a scientist, and then but. The most powerful thing is the unsaid messages, right? And that's something that's something else that Don Miguel gets at is the unsaid messages. And and when so when they're saying that you have to be you have to do X, Y, and Z to be like X, Y, and Z, that you automatically assume that you are you you're nothing because you have to do something to be somebody. So right now, what are you? That's the that's the un that's the subconscious messages in your mind. You have to. So what now we we're introduced to the concept of winner and loser. We're in third grade. Oh, winner and loser. What's that? Oh, a winner is somebody who has all this money. Oh, a winner is somebody who um, has a nice car. Capitalism. Ah, oh, capitalism. We run into capitalism. Crash capitalism. Now, now we have to work, and now we have to you know work for the dollar. You know, because that's just, that's just, that's how society is built. You know, I would never say money is not important. I, I I can't. We can't. We I mean we can't. I mean I don't I mean I can't. I'm not gonna speak for anybody else. I can't say money is important because you need money to eat. I mean that's the reality of today. That's the reality of today. But don't let it be a tyrant. Like I can't let it like if you let it be a tyrant then 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 it just leads to so many other problems. Like, if you let it rule yeah. your life, in other words, if you, yeah, 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 if you let it rule your life, like, you can understand that money, is, you can, you can, money can buy you great experiences, like, you, like, I mean, that's what, that's, 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 that's life, that's the way society is set up right now, I, if, if it was me, I would, you know, I would change it, <laughs> if it was me, but it's not, you know, and then, so, at that point, what I'm gonna do, play the, play the cards that were dealt to me, and, at this point, you know, at this point, we have to live and operate in a world 
where capitalism does exist and you know but I still can't say life isn't perfect because life is how it's supposed to be right now right and but then for me that's where my faith comes in and that's where knowing so I think that my ultimate goal in terms of my faith in terms of yeah in terms of my faith is that my faith should be so strong that I don't have to hope. Mm. And I'll, 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 I'll expand upon that. Um, mm-hmm. Cause what is your faith I, in? My faith is in God and yeah, my faith is in God and my faith is in um, love and my faith is in happiness. And um, you know, I, I believe that everything is connected. I believe that the universe is one big organism in a sense um and then this organism could be way bigger than what we think it is right now this could be a small part part of but i feel like energy in itself you know is all around is omnipotent and i feel like at the end of the day god is light and um, yeah and then i just feel like god is light and you look around he's his light is allowing us to see. His light, his light is allowing us to experience. His light is allowing us to, you know, indulge in everything around you. Um, but yeah, and so expanding upon the 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 hope thing. Hope I feel like hope is great, but I think that if your faith is strong enough, you don't have to hope that tomorrow is good. You don't have to hope that things are going to work out. You can be optimistic, and I think optimism is important just in terms of living a life of happiness and love just and 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 not worrying but i think that in terms of hoping i think that if your faith was really really unwavering unquestionable you know that at the end of the day things are going to work out how you know they're supposed to work out at the end of the day at the end of the day and that could mean that could mean that you know your toe your car is towed on the first day of your job that could mean that that could that could mean that you know COVID happens and you don't graduate, you know, that could mean that X, Y, and Z, and the list goes on and on and on and on, right? But at the end of the day, your cars are your cars. <laughs> Life is going to happen. How they going to happen? Like, things happen every day, B. <laughs> so just... So I think sometimes we don't like to accept the way the story is unfolding. Mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. fight against that. And... Part of the fighting against that, I think, goes back to um, what's been ingrained in us. And, and Don Miguel Ruiz refers to it as domestication. So mm-hmm. the moment that we're born and our parents start teaching us words and what is right and what is wrong, do this. This is what good boys do. This is what good girls do. This mm-hmm. is the way you have to carry yourself. These are the rules. This is the etiquette. We are being domesticated into a way of being. And most people don't stop to think, why do I do it this way? That's a critical question. And I I really encourage people to be critical thinkers about everything. Like ask yourself, why do we do it this way? And when you really uh, hone in on that question, you, you will begin to see that a lot of the things that we do are just because. And in fact, if you travel around the world, you see many different ways of doing a thing that can still yield the same results, 
but we become so enmeshed with doing it this way. So it's something as simple. I was thinking about this, you know, I use Land O'Lakes butter. Why do I use Land O'Lakes butter? Because my mother used Land O'Lakes butter and that's what I grew up using. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, that's the best butter. Like I have been programmed to believe that that's the best butter, but there's, I've not done any, any studies or <laughs> chosen it. I just do it. I just use that butter because that's what I've always used. And it's something as simple as that. Imagine the larger things that we're taught about love, about relationships, about um, family. And so when we think about going back to the point of, you know, the toxicity of relationships, a lot of it has to do with how we're taught to love. So if you watch your parents fight and, and, and be verbally abusive and physically abusive to each other, and that becomes your normal, that's what you're domesticated in, then you think, in order for him to love me, he's got to hit me. Or in order for her to love me, she's got to you know go through my phone or any of the other toxic behaviors that we engage in in relationships. And it doesn't have to be that way, right? We can, we again, going back to self-love, we start there and we can then work towards having a truly healthy and authentic relationship with someone. And I think that is the goal. As a parent, I've thought more and more and more about how I can not domesticate my child how that can teach values, but at the same time, allow them to develop as they will, right? Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the challenging thing to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very challenging, very challenging. Yeah, I haven't uh, crossed that bridge yet. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll be good. Yeah. What do you think about the programming? The programming? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that, you know, now that we've established, or at least me and you, we know that our thoughts are not us. At the end of the day, our thoughts are not us. Why? Because our, even our habits are not us. Not completely. Not completely. A lot of the habits we have are, you know, taught. A lot of the thoughts we have are taught. A lot of the concepts we have are taught. So if we understand that, then we can understand that at the end of the day, those things aren't you. So then we have to ask the question, what is, what, what is you? What is you, <laughs> right? So then that's when Don Miguel really starts to un uncover and really offer some wisdom that was really life-changing to me. Um, and one of the most profound teachings in that book is not believing yourself and not believing others. Um, and when I first heard it, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Because I just never thought to do that. Like, especially not the, okay, maybe other people, but like myself, like don't believe myself. What does that mean? And so then I started doing some more thinking and I understood, then I came to this understanding that in order to really break down what you know, you have to first unlearn what you do know. You have to unlearn what you do know to, to know what's real. 
a better way of putting that. And so to unlearn what you do know, you have to stop believing your thoughts. And so now when I, when I think, when I have a thought, I really just wash it away. I, I imagine, <laughs> I started doing this recently actually. So I was like, I need something I can go to. And so I recently started having waves. You need something. Like, like I, I, needed, I needed a mechanism to help clear my mind and just help keep it clear. And so now when I have a thought, I really just try to envision waves taking that thought and just washing it back into the ocean or like the you know, like little waves and just taking it back on the ocean. It's a beach. Right. It's a beach in my mind. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh no, but um, but really, um, and then that's that's actually really helped. And um by not thinking, you're able to live in the moment more, you're able to experience uh more fully. Um you're able to really just indulge and 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 cradle every second um, using all five of your senses. And because your mind can be such a tyrant, your mind can be so, even even as simple as oh the sun the sun is rising, and then in your mind you're like oh the sunrise is beautiful you didn't need to say that you already can experience that you know you don't have to say that you can just clear your mind and just experience you don't need to say the sun is beautiful why well, you, you can just experience that well i can i'm just gonna experience that like i know what to do but i'm just gonna experience that mm -hmm. so if you can so are you trying to get rid of all of your thoughts because thoughts serve us as well. I mean, when you're working, trying to design a prosthesis, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you need your mm -hmm. thoughts to figure out how to do that, don't you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I do think you need, okay. And so this is where Don Miguel says that, okay, knowledge in today's world is only really crucial. It's only really needed when communicating with others, right? And then boom, this is where another one of his agreements it's so critical being impeccable with your word, right? And so when you choose, when you do choose to speak, when you do choose to learn concepts, be intentional, be, be a critical thinker, and then ask yourself, like, do I really need this in my tree of knowledge? Is it essential? And if it's not, then why is it in your mind? Is it is it is it going to be clutter, you know, or is it going to be actually useful? And you know, you have to decide that for yourself. And I think that, you know, just having an idea of, 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 of how you want to live your life, um, whether that is, you know, always stressed out, always just thinking about things, always worrying about things, because your mind can really be a tyrant. Like it can, it can, you start going down, right? We, we, we all do it. We start going down rabbit holes, rabbit holes. And in this other book, um, The Untethered Soul, he, he describes your um, conscious as a whole separate person and saying, okay, if you can put all the thoughts in your head right now in a, in a human being and that human being had to say everything, it was just walking around the street and that, that human being was just saying all of your thoughts, just how would you view that person? Just sit back and think about that. Just think, sit, sit back and think about that, right? And so is it, is it gonna be clutter or is it gonna be used to communicate to my coworkers about, you know, 
you know, this transformer amputee came in, we need to do X, Y, and Z, you know, this treat, the treatment plan is this, this, this. And then, so now this is critical to, you know, not only me helping people, but I mean, if, if this is your career, this is critical to you eating at the end of the day as well. And so now the, uh, the knowledge is useful. Knowledge is necessary. You do need to know these things. Um, but, but in terms of, you know, I'm, the stuff we don't need being so if your mind is going oh um oh look at her she's got on this right. hat oh i wonder right. if people are going to think my clothes don't 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 look good um you think people will like my haircut if you're having all of these kind of thoughts then that's the, the conscious mind so if you if you i like what what that the untethered soul what they what he says about that like if you were listening to somebody saying your thoughts to you, you wouldn't stand for it. You wouldn't allow somebody to talk to you that way. But yet we let our minds go and, and basically feed us all of this negativity about ourselves and other people that does not serve us. And in fact, is toxic. That's what you're meaning, right? Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. And then, um, and then having full control of, of being able to turn off your brain. So you leave work now, you know, or, or you're at the beach or you, you're, you're having a, you're traveling, you're having a really good time. Like you're in your ideal, you're, you're in your ideal mode, you're in your ideal setting, right? Why are you having negative thoughts? Right. Why? 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 Why are you having thoughts at all? Why, why aren't you just experiencing and then for me, the answer to that question is because I'm thinking, I'm thinking about what if, I'm thinking about, oh, what if that, I'm, I'm, silly stuff, silly stuff that I shouldn't be thinking about, like, right. this, I should just be experiencing, I should literally just be experiencing. Embrace and experience the moment. Yeah, yes, yes. And the only way to truly do that is just turn off your brain. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. And, and I think that gets complicated by all of the distractions that we have now oh, man oh man oh man instagram like just there's so much anything any app any your phone right <laughs> you're thinking because you cannot you cannot think and be on your phone right <laughs> <laughs> right and multitasking right people like me right. multitasking doing mm -hmm. watching this movie reading this book on mm -hmm. Twitter, uh, but what are you really doing? And mm -hmm. can you just be still? Like mm -hmm. people can't mm -hmm. even be at the stoplight without mm -hmm. picking up their phone. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. Even though they got the radio going, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, let me, it's been 30 seconds. Let me find something. What's up? What, what? Right. And so being able to just be still and train our brains to be quiet. Mm -hmm. And that's a process that takes time. Mm -hmm. And our fast-paced society doesn't, we want everything right away. We want it right. in the microwave right away. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a really good point. Um, that microwave culture, um, the instant culture, I, I feel like it does uh, speed up our conscious, our conscious in, a, in, a, in a certain way. Um, yeah, wow, I never really thought about it like that, but 
yeah, a lot more to do, a lot more to engage with, interact with. Um, yeah, mm. all lead, all leading to thinking. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I'm, and and where I am in my life, like you know, I don't, I understand that you know it's okay to be mad. Like I don't, I don't beat myself up when I am mad. I don't, you know, when I when I'm not living my, you know, my my potent my greatest potential or my ideal life. Um, and I am mad or I'm frustrated at something. I understand that, you know, this is in the moment and I just let that energy pass through me. Um something I something else that uh Michael Singer, I believe his name is, mm-hmm. um, that, that wrote the untethered. So something else that he says that, you know, it's okay to get mad. It's okay. But you have to let the energy flow through you. Imagine it like a bus, like you see a car or a bus riding riding past you. You see it, you see it, it's, it's passing you, it's passing you, and just let it go. Just let it go like the bus. Just let it pass. And just on to the next moment. Mm-hmm. On to the next moment. Because life is going to keep going on. And every second, you're getting closer to the finish line, no matter how you cut it. <laughs> <laughs> No matter how you got it, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can do whatever you want, but you're getting closer to that finish line. <laughs> and that's what it is. That's what it is, man. That's the cars that we were dealt. <laughs> you're not getting you any of those seconds back. Once nope. they're gone, they're they're gone. They're gone. Mm-hmm. They're gone. That's why I, yeah. that's, that's all the time. Talk about 86,400 seconds in every day. And living uh-huh. your life fully, not wasting any. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got to, got to, uh-huh. got to. Yeah. All right. So maybe we should, um, before we end, we we talked about the four agreements, but we didn't really uh-huh. say what they are. We we touched on one or two of them. We should probably okay. go through each one just so people understand what the four agreements are. And mm-hmm. we, I certainly would recommend that people go out and pick up. The four agreements, the mastery. They got a, they have a box set, box set, um, and so you can just pick up all three in the box set, and it's very easy to read. Simple concepts. It's not going to take you a long time, but it could uh-huh. take you a long time because you might want to let them marinate and just yeah. process and think about some of the stuff that um, is being presented. I certainly have read them several times um, because I always get another another fresh nugget to to take and apply. Um, but anyway, so why don't you go through what each of those four agreements are? Got you. But before I do that, I will say, yeah, you know, when you read, if, if you do choose, whoever is listening, um, if you do choose to read his book, I will say, uh, you know, pick out every concept and really engage with it really interact with it because they really might seem simple at face value but i promise they are a lot more intricate than they seem and they're a lot more hard to apply than they seem mm-hmm. if you apply well i've i've definitely tried to apply um the concepts in his book and you know they have made a significant, a significant difference in my life um but yeah so the four agreements, the first one being uh, being impeccable with your word. I uh, mentioned that earlier. Um, if you're going to use knowledge, um, use it properly. Uh, don't, don't use it to mislead. Don't use it to judge. Don't use it to distort reality more than you already 
are i mean you're gonna distort reality so it doesn't really matter but well it does matter because it, it, it really matters in terms of in terms of sharing your art with another person and that art can be impactful that's where that's where inspiration comes from like you know i'm inspired by my dad i'm inspired by don miguel every day and that's because they're able to share their art with me and the way they live their life with me and so in return you know i'm able to create a different picture a different story for my life um just off what i've learned and so that's why being impeccable with your word is so crucial like paint your art the way it is um yeah um next one being always do your best always do your best because if you always do your best then you, you can't get down you can't say oh i should have done this better oh i should have done that better just always do your best and you know you won't your 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 mind can't that's another way to just uh subdue or suppress the the mind's power that 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 tyrant that it wants it to be you can your mind can't sit there and say oh you should have done x y z oh you, you could have done that the could have would have should have like okay i did my best and that's what it is like i'm, I'm and you just live to re, live with the result and you know keep walking your walk um and doing yeah. your best doesn't mean that it has to be perfect it right means, absolutely not worth the best effort and effort. okay that's what happened now on to the next thing and mm -hmm. and if it, if it didn't meet quite what you wanted you can try again next day but exactly you know that you did put forth a hearty effort and you can be satisfied with that exactly exactly um a good quote that i like is um failing uh failing isn't defeat defeat is when you quit mm. and i think that that is that's powerful because uh yeah you can learn you can learn a lot from failure i mean absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. I, I know that very, very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I, so. say, I tell people all the time that I, I, I want my children to fail. And they're like, what? Why would you say that? And I say, because I understand <laughs> that they're going to learn. First of all, they're going to do it anyway, because that's just a fact of life. But I also mm -hmm. understand that through failure, they're going to learn something very valuable. And that's going to help them to grow into something even better. So embrace it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, embrace it. Mm -hmm. Embrace it and just learn and grow. Um, the next one is, oh, don't take things personally. Um, like I was saying before, everybody has their own story. Um, people are gonna people, um, mm -hmm. you can't control what other people are going to do, you know, no matter how much, no matter how much of, you know, no matter how much you think of anything, no matter how much you think they, you know, love you, no matter how much you think they hate you, like just, that, that, again, those are your thoughts. What are your, and, and what, I mean, your thoughts are your thoughts. And then there's this person who can do whatever, you know, he or she chooses to do at any moment, just like you can with a will. So so why really get mad at what that person is going to do, especially given the fact that we, we know that everybody is programmed and they're doing that because they were taught that. Mm -hmm. And that's how that's that's what's going on in their head. And, and you know, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I would say that everybody has a perspective and everybody is playing out their life story. And sometimes the stories overlap and they, they, they um, go along with each other. And sometimes they don't, but the person is doing what they are doing for them. And we can be selfish people sometimes. Like we can, we can focus on what we want to satisfy ourselves. So for instance, in, in a couple, right? I, I use this example a lot. If there is a couple and let's say the husband cheats on the wife and the wife can feel like, oh, he hurt me. Well, actually he didn't wake up and say, you know what, I'm gonna go have sex with this other woman because I wanna hurt my wife. That's not what happened. What happened for the most part is that he wanted to get what would satisfy his needs. Mm -hmm. He said, I really love my wife, but I just wanna go do this thing to satisfy me. Mm -hmm. Now, it, it still was a violation of whatever, um, you know, relationship, they, if they said they were having a monogamous relationship, it's not saying that it is right, but it's saying that his reasons for doing that were not about hurting her, it was about fulfilling his needs. And so she should not take it personal because that's not what the intent was, right? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. even something even more simpler, we can go to a restaurant and get mad at the, at the, at the waiter for being rude. We take it personal that the waiter was rude to us, but the waiter could have been rude to everybody that day because they just found out that their mother has cancer and has been given two weeks to live. And they don't know what to do with that and how they're gonna go, go across the country to see their sick mother. Mm -hmm. But we can take that personal or we can say, this person is having a bad day and it has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Other people's actions really have nothing to do with you. Like they really don't because <laughs> yeah, people are going people. And I just keep going back to that because I've really seen it time and time again. Like you can really think somebody's going to act one way and then they're going to, they're going to do, you know, what they want to do. And it, and it's, and it's not a, it's not necessarily a bad, like I always feel like you should honor your agreements that you make with people. I do because you know, like I said, being that's being impeccable with your words. So if you're clear, and and that's why I think that communication is key to a relationship. Open communication. Right. Um, um, you know, if you make an agreement with your partner or your friend or whoever, you know, try to honor that agreement. Like right. be impeccable with your word. Um, keep that promise. And yeah, Neely Fuller is 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 an author, writer, speaker. He gave one of the best examples of not taking things personal. Um, and he was talking about, because he talks about global white supremacy. And, and one of his famous uh, quotes is that if you don't understand global white supremacy, anything else that you think you understand will be misunderstood, uh, mm -hmm. essentially. But one of the, I was listening to him speak, and he said, uh, if somebody came, if a white person came up to him and called him the N word, that he would have no reaction because they're not talking to him. He would just look at him and wouldn't even acknowledge that anything occurred. Whereas most people would, what, how, how dare you call it? Like, it's like, 
I know that that's not who I am. So it doesn't matter to me. You're speaking more about your issues and even using that and trying to what you think is putting me down or or causing me some harm. That's your stuff. I don't have Mm -hmm. to own it. So I just ignore Mm -hmm. you and keep it moving. As long as you don't violate my personal space, you can go say whatever you want to say. And I think that is the ultimate uh, example of not taking something personal. Um, It takes a lot of self-study and and, and then willpower to to arrive at that space. Exactly. And another benefit of, you know, walking in love, walking in happiness, um, seeing the world through those lens is that you understand that even whoever does whatever to you, like by being happiness, by being love, when they see you, they're going to be even met because people, people project, right? And if they did something negative to you, that must mean they have something negative going on inside. They're not truly walking in love and happiness because if they were, then they wouldn't have broken an agreement with you. Mm. And I say, and I say that, um, you know, I say that, and that I think is, it is, it's tough to be, it's tough to hold up a hundred percent of, you know, every agreement that you make with, with other people. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm saying that life changes constantly. And given that the only thing that's constant in life is change, it can make upholding agreements difficult. But I'm not saying that they sh- that you shouldn't try your hardest. It, it, always do your best. Mm-hmm. Always do your best. Mm-hmm. And just like you can fail in doing other things, you can fail on, you know, upholding your agreement to somebody. But always do your best. And, you know, if you if you are really walking in true, you know, love and happiness, then you'll understand that, you know, hopefully you can use your word, being be impeccable with your word to, you know, communicate to them why you broke that agreement and then continue to uh, walk in love and happiness because, you know, by doing that, they're going to see, okay, they're going to say, okay, this person is still walking in love and happiness, you know, regardless of the situation. And then, you know, that, that is impactful in itself. That is impactful in itself. Mm-hmm. Light, light always out, will outshine the darkness. Right. Anyway. Okay. And the last one is? And the last one is one of my favorites. Don't make assumptions. So simple, but so hard. So hard. <laughs> Why is um, it your favorite? Because uh, the fundamental nature of assumptions is just, it's really the opposite of reality because you, uh, you make assumptions, but they, it's not real. You're making assumptions about the future that you know you haven't experienced yet and therefore isn't real. And so assumptions lead us to so many, so many tricky places and, and, and it can lead to so much anxiety and stress um, because for example, for example, um, you know, I had an assumption about a certain, um, a certain individual and, you know, I was going to, 
you know, essentially be spending a lot of time with this individual. But this individual was completely different than what I thought, you know, he was going to be like. And that made the experience completely, you know, completely different than what I thought it was going to be like. But I spent the whole time, you know, leading up to that experience wondering, like, you know, how's this experience going to go? Uh, you know, I hope it goes good. You know, just there's a lot of distressing. And I didn't have to stress because it wasn't reality. It, it's just something that my mind, my thoughts <laughs> made up, constructed without my permission. Because that's what the mind likes to do. It just likes to talk. <laughs> it really likes to talk. It really does. <laughs> <You talk. laughs> but um, no, um, but yeah, so making assumptions, it, 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 it's, it's not reality. And then, so I, I started thinking about this concept really, really hard, really hard, right? And one day I came to the conclusion, I'm like, you know, I think assumptions are kind of like expectations in a way because expectations from other people, from other people aren't real. You know, people expect you to behave a certain way. People expect you to, 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 to do a certain thing, but in, in a, that's, not, that's not reality. That's not you. At the end of the day, that's not you. Their expectations aren't you because why? There's no way that there's no way that there can be. It doesn't make any sense. It's something. It's something from somebody else's brain. Right. So how how can it truly be you? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, when I'm talking about you, I'm talking about the 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 God force in you, the the the, the your soul, your spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, when we uncover the the pureness, the the best way I can describe it is the pureness that you feel when you know before you learn how to speak and you were just um, observing the world and operating within the world i feel like then that that, that is you that is, that is truly you you are having fun you are enjoying you're not thinking about um the you know danger or or, or bad what's bad what's good you're just experiencing just walking just learning how to learning how to walk you know that is i feel like really you and so there's no way other people's expectations can be you. It just that, that doesn't make sense. And and even your expectations are. I'm not saying it's bad to have expectations. I'm saying that. Well, I, I mean, I don't personally have expectations of myself anymore. Um, I, I I I feel like by always doing my best, what's gonna come is gonna come. Um, and you know, it goes back to the faith. Thing too is like I don't hope that I'm going to be a good clinician one day. Is that like with the time and 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 with the cards that were dealt to me and me playing my card and me just living my life through happiness and love? Like that's all I can do, and I'm the rest is going to play out. Like I'm going to eventually be that, you know. If 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 that's what my intention is, I just have to wait. You know, it's just time. It's just a matter of time. That's that's I think that's how powerful faith can be you know, is you truly believing in something and then not having to, to question it. But it's not even an expectation. It's just that, okay, I'm, a, I'm gonna let whatever happen. And, and if I don't be, become a, you know, clinician, great clinician one day, I'm gonna be cool with that too. I could, my life could drastically change mm. tomorrow. I, I could not be here tomorrow. Right. I mean, is that simple? Right. Is that simple? And so, and so why, have, why have that expectation? Again, why have that, it's not reality. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, so, I mean, I, I just, for me, it doesn't serve a lot of purpose in, in my daily, everyday moment, trying to live in the moment 
and trying to live every moment with love and happiness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, all right, good. So as we wrap up, I, I got one question I want to ask you. You said something about um, how it, it's hard uh, or it's been hard to apply the four agreements. They're simple, but they're hard, mm -hmm. right? So um, I think it would be useful if you could share a bit about how you navigated the hardness and were able to come out on the other side and work through it, in other words. What did you do to work through the difficulties to get to a space where you feel like you're living your life in a way where you're applying these principles every day? Mm -hmm. So in terms of being impeccable with your word, um, that came, well, I, I'm still not impeccable with my word. I mean, it's still, it's, it's a journey. It's mm -hmm. a journey. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a journey. <laughs> and that's okay. And it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're doing your best right now. Exactly. exactly. And so you don't have to be at exactly. the finish line already. Exactly. I mean, we, you know, we're, until we stop breathing, we will continue to evolve and transform and grow. Mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. really the essence of spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. In addition to what you said about being in that pure state as a, as an mm -hmm. infant, it's mm -hmm. also the pureness of being in acceptance. Right. Mm -hmm. I can accept that right now today, this is where I am, mm -hmm. and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow I'll be someplace else, and I don't got to worry about it because whether I worry or not, tomorrow is going to come. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like even about this election, whether I worry about it or not it's gonna have a result in the mm -hmm. morning and I can spend mm -hmm. my time worrying and it's gonna be a result or I can not spend my time worrying and it's gonna be a result. Mm -hmm. So why don't I not spend my time worrying? <laughs> mm -hmm. right? That's yeah. how I look at it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 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 it's a journey. Um, but something that has really helped me um, become more impeccable with my work because I, I feel like I have um, improved um, is just being able to be quiet, um, mm -hmm. listening more, mm -hmm. um, not talking as much, and then choosing when to talk and why, and, and reflecting on, okay, this, the, this is the conversation I just had with that person. And then I said X, Y, and Z. Why did I say X, Y, and Z? Did I really mean to convey X, Y, and Z? You know, or, or not that I mean to convey it, but were these words the best way I could have conveyed X, Y, and Z? Um, because you can't control what the other person, you know, takes away from what you say, but you can control what you say, right? Mm -hmm. So um, just just being quiet and learning how to, and reflecting. But when I reflect, I, I let it run through me, right? I don't sit there for hours thinking about, oh, I should have said X, Y, no. Uh, I, I think about it and I let it flow through me. I let it flow through me. That's mm -hmm. You know, let let energy flow through you is, is key. I feel like just in terms of my journey on loving with love and happiness is um, because keeping negative energy inside me is just the opposite. You know, from where I want to walk is just taking steps backwards. So, right. um, yeah, I don't do that. Uh, but and I, and I will say, I will say, I have not always been like this for real. I, I like holding grudges. Um, I could I could hold a grudge. Uh, my dad will tell you. <laughs> I I can hold a grudge. <laughs> well, I used to be. 
from the desk because I was a great grudge holder. And, you know, I learned it from a great grudge holder too. So, you know, it, it, and this is, these are the things that get passed down. And until mm -hmm. we say, why am I doing this? Like I had to mm -hmm. really do a lot of deep work and come to an understanding that I was even doing it. And mm -hmm. now I'm at a place where I could have a, a discuss, a disagreement with somebody and I keep it moving because I don't even remember like, what, what, were, what were we upset about? Like, mm -hmm. I am not holding on to that because that's mm -hmm. only hurting me. And I don't wanna waste any of my seconds. They are too mm -hmm. precious. So, right. you know, I don't phrase it quite the way you do, but the, the idea is the same. And, and mm -hmm. I'm just really like impressed that you are able to, because um, we hadn't talked about this in this way, um, to be able to, at your age, 23, being able to come to that, because I was certainly not there <laughs> at 40. I don't think mm -hmm. I was there. So. I'm I'm glad that you're in that space um, and and can learn that lesson so much sooner. I think if more people were able to do that, well, that goes back to the whole domestication piece, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to mm -hmm. raise our children in a way that they don't have to undo so much stuff because mm -hmm. we have layers and layers and layers and generations, and generations, and generations of stuff that we mm -hmm. gotta undo and get rid of. And so hopefully, when you are when you have your children you're going to be able to parent in a way that keeps them keeps them out of having to, to undo a bunch of stuff. Of course, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not just going to be you. So that, that will speak to uh, aligning yourself with someone who thinks similarly. And, you know, life is going to play itself out. So who knows what's going to happen. But I hope that you will be able to do that. Um, so... Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, and and just a quick um little tidbit on that. I, I do think you know one of the most valuable things that you ever taught me how to do is be a critical thinker, if not the most valuable thing. Um, and because uh, with that ability, you're able to engage with knowledge. You're able to engage with concepts, with uh new understandings. Um, and 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 really break that programming um, and really start to analyze why you do the things you do and you know like why am I holding this like why <laughs> like literally why ask yourself right. like, literally why like <laughs> <laughs> right you know um, yeah yeah and 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 that just opened so many doors so yeah I thank you for that um, so the next agreement. Oh, so okay. Just to sum that up, the first one, um, being impeccable to work, just being quiet, and yeah, listening more, choosing my words wisely. Um, next one, uh, being a uh, make, not making assumptions. Um, I think that for me, um, this one's this one is tricky. This one is tricky. Um, just because it's so easy to start to think like, what if, what if, what if, but it's so easy to slip there. Like, it's just so easy. And then you, like, you reflect, you're like, oh man, I'm making these assumptions. And, you know, I, I think that just staying in the moment and clearing your mind that I think that really just goes back to not thinking and experiencing, right? Because if you're thinking, then 
eventually you might think about the future and then you might think about, oh, you know, what if my next job is like X, Y, and Z? Or, you know, what if my next relationship is like X, Y, and Z? Or, you know, what if I don't, what if, what if, what if, what if, right? And then, yeah, stress, anxiety, et cetera. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's just about clearing your mind. Um, always doing your best. Um, I the things I'm passionate about, I can't say that. I, I've I really I've always tried to do my best in the things I'm passionate about. Um, yeah, I, I think that just given effort, I, I just don't like to quote unquote loot like I didn't I didn't like to fail early on. So I, I gave a lot of effort like early on and stuff um, that I felt was important to me. Um, um but you know as i as i grew i uh that the effort i gave really came from more of a okay i want to get good at what i'm doing to help people um standpoint and so that's that's where i am now so uh in terms of how to get i mean just give i mean giving effort yeah because mm-hmm. it goes back to effort and then um don't think don't take things personal. Um, it's really for me understanding. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say it again. Y'all know what I'm gonna say. Um, but understanding that and 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 life is gonna happen. How is it gonna happen? <laughs> life is gonna happen. How is it gonna happen? And really, just every, when when something like somebody cuts me off, I'm like, okay, they cut me off. I can choose to get mad about it. And waste however long I want to be mad about it, mm-hmm. or I can choose to be happy, think about something else, and live in the state of happiness, mm-hmm. and live in a state of love, right. and choose it intentionally. Choose it every second. Just choose it, and I. There's there's nothing else that I can do. Like if I'm living happiness and love, like everything will will work itself out. Like everything, mm-hmm. I don't you know that I, tell me what else i can do <laughs> <laughs> right right okay yeah. good stuff good stuff mm-hmm. um, all right um any wrap-up comments you would like to say about the toltec tradition and it's um your analysis of it and your application of it to your life and how spirit works with it um, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not so much about, uh, the Toltec wisdom, um, you know, cause if you are interested, you know, really dive into, Don Miguel has a lot of, lot of books. Like he has a lot of books. Uh, I think it's probably more than 10 when, when you consider the, the works he's written with other authors and also his sons write books mm-hmm. as well. Um, Don Miguel Jr. And I believe, Jose is his other son. Uh, I'm not too sure about that, but he has two sons who also write books, and uh, they also been very uh, impactful as well. Um, a lot of different, a lot of different aspects of the Toltec old Toltec tradition. Um, they yeah they cover um, in those books, but I want to say like you know don't beat yourself up like if you are having a bad day or if you are mad like don't it's no reason to beat yourself up about it like 
just think about it and just really reflect and then let it let it go past you let it go past you because you know and then and then like comparison to everybody has their own journey and we all know that comparison is a thief of, thief of joy right so if, if you focus on your journey if you focus on every opportunity oh something something that uh, one of my coworkers actually uh said to me um and uh, in my last rotation um because he's a very spiritual guy and uh we were talking we had tons and tons of good conversations and he read the, the voice knowledge because he loved it but he told me you know every every opportunity you come across is an opportunity to grow everything that that troubles you is an opportunity to grow is an opportunity to develop and 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 hone that ability to just let that energy go through you like for example that the car incident that is another opportunity for me to just let it go through me and then once you practice it and practice it like you'll start like it'll start to just be subconscious and automatic and then now you that that lens is really like that's how you see in the world like throw it at me. like you know not throw it at me but because you know let's not feed the ego here or anybody's ego here for that moment right. for that matter uh but you know go go like i'm going with it no matter what it is i'm going with it you know whether it's my last day on earth or whether you know i'm living to be 110 i'm going with it each and every moment each and every day you know and yeah okay good stuff and now one of the one of the things i like that that um a, a quote that i like to use that don miguel Ruiz um says is you're responsible for what you hear i'm responsible for what i say mm -hmm. and so even as you're learning and expanding your knowledge like don't take anything that we're saying as the gospel truth or anybody for that right do your own mm -hmm. research and figure mm -hmm. out if it makes sense for you and your spirit mm -hmm. um and and find so use the the information that you gather as tools to help you along your particular path um and i think that yeah. is so valuable as opposed to just taking everything that somebody says as the gospel truth uh, mm -hmm. No, we all have different ways of looking at things. Yep. Don't believe me. Don't believe anybody else. That's what Don Miguel says. And so true. You don't have to believe me. <laughs> you know, you know, if you, you want to apply it, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I, I, I know because I, because I, I've seen it. Like, well, I've, I've experienced it. I've experienced it. I've seen it. I've experienced it. Um, you know, but your experience could be different or, yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah. But with that being said, I think your point of living life in happiness and joy and love, like, I don't see how anybody can really argue with that, but. Yeah, I, I don't either, but you know, hey, but people, was, people will, people will. To, that's cool. If you want to be angry, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. anger is only holding you back. It's only hurting yeah. you. If you want to be pissed off at somebody, if you want to be mm -hmm. frustrated or irritated, like those emotions mm -hmm. are only hurting you. They're not hurting the other person. Mm -mm. So get to mm -hmm. living is what I encourage people to do. Get to living. Get to, Enjoy. Get to living. Yes. Enjoy I like your it. life. <laughs> I like it. Get to living. That's how we're going to end up. Uh, get to living, you know. Just, hey, 
every moment, every moment, because it's, it's short. It's short. One way or another, it's short. One way or another. At the end of the day, we're all human beings on this one rock or one big, one huge rock spinning in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you know, right. and we're given a short amount of time, mm-hmm. a short amount of time. Right. You know, relative to the universe, is very short. So, how are you going to spend it? How are you going to spend it? That's the question you have to ask yourself. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been quite enjoyable for me as a father to engage this dialogue with my son and to have this deep level conversation and learn things. Uh, That's been really good for me, too, to be able to um, be the learner, right, as opposed to the teacher. Like I can learn, I learn a lot from you. Some stuff you talk about, I don't even know what you're talking about with that prosthetic stuff. And that's that's a cool place to be. I think it speaks to, um, as parents, we have to let go of our ego and be able to um, have humility come into play and, and recognize that we can learn a lot from our children. Um, and so that's another life lesson that I think is great. That, that I think is tied to what we've been talking about. Um, but I want to, again, just thank you for engaging this conversation uh, and extending it forward. And um, I think we're going to have even more stuff to talk about moving forward at some point. So I hope everyone really gets a lot out of this. If you have questions or comments, you know, you can always um, send me a message, email or Twitter. My information will be coming up following. And, you know, of course, remember to subscribe because we drop a a new episode every week with the season two starting. And we want to keep the dialogue going about what spirit is and how spirit manifests and all the different many, many ways that it um, shows itself all over the world. So uh, we thank you once again and we say um, good night, stay in a good space, and we will continue to keep this moving forward. It's been a pleasure, Dad. Thank you. All right. Good night, everybody. Peace. Yeah, talking about spirit. So in closing, we like to encourage you to embrace the concept of change and learning something new. Continue to evolve, continue to transform, continue to thrive and find your own personal path to tapping into spirit. I was obviously too blind and probably too weak to see who was responsible for my losing streak.